thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Just this beautiful morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to be here again in your presence. Thank you for this beautiful day that you have given us. Thank you for the breath in our nostrils. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. Thank you for the gift of your grace. Thank you for your love that is poured out afresh upon us again this morning. New every morning is your love. As we awake, Lord, we know it is proof that you are a faithful God. And so we worship you again this morning. Almighty God, receive all the praise. Jehovah El Shaddai, receive all the praise this morning. God of all flesh, Alpha and Omega, receive all our praises this morning. We call you Lord God of the entire universe. We call you Father of spirits, God of all flesh. Receive all our praises again this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again in today's devotional, we ask, Lord, that your name be glorified in our lives once more. We ask that you will grant us wisdom and understanding. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading, study, and commentary of the New Testament. We are in the book of John. Yesterday we stopped on John chapter 10. A big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. Especially, I say a big thank you to everyone joining us for the first time. Thank you so much for taking out time to read your Bible again. God bless you. God increase you in everything that you do and cause you to be fruitful in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's continue. Yesterday, we stopped on John chapter 10, verse verse 21 and john chapter 9 jesus had just healed this man that was born blind and the pharisees you know confronted him um not only that they they confronted the man they wanted to know how how did it happen and jesus used the situation with that man to talk about being spiritually blind choosing to be blind to not see at all and it's a terrible thing Sally. it's a terrible thing and then the back when we go to john chapter 10 the bible says the people were divided the people were divided can can someone possessed by a demon because that was what they were accusing jesus of can someone possessed by a demon 
you know, do such a thing it has never been done before. And then we started John chapter 10 with the Good Shepherd. Jesus said, I am the Good Shepherd. It's Jesus said, I am the gate. To me, the potter will open, the gatekeeper will open, he will open the door. And we said, the gatekeeper is the Holy Spirit. All right, so let's continue from there. We'll complete chapter 10 today, and then in chapter 11, we'll read about Jesus and Lazarus. Okay? 22 says, It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Anuka, the festival of dedication. He was in Jerusalem. Um, at the time of Anuka, the festival of dedication, he was in the temple walking through the section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The section known as Solomon's Colonnade. The people surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. I don't know how else Jesus is going to say it. But he has said it severally and clearly for anyone who wanted to hear that he was the Son of God. Okay? And the Son of God automatically meant that he was the Messiah. Jesus replied, verse 25, I have already told you. See that? I already told you. So asking me to say it again, I don't, I don't know the benefit of it, why you want to hear it again. I have already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name. Not in his own name. He said he was doing the work in his Father's name. And so, if the Father answered him, okay, if the Father confirmed the work, that he was doing in the father's name imagine for example if i sent you to go do something and <clears throat> okay you of course because you are going in my name i am the one who who is backing you naturally right <laughs> so if it turns out you face challenges then the one to send you help should be me and if I have constantly sent you help, I've sent you resources to back you on this errand that I sent you, then it means that I am with you. It means that you were sent by the Father. Okay? But if you compare this with Jesus, if you look at with Jesus, Jesus said, the proof is the work that I do. Some of the things you guys are seeing you have never seen them before. I'm not sure any one of them has ever witnessed the raising of the dead or the opening of the eyes of someone born, born blind before. Okay? They had never heard of some of these things ever before. Uh, maybe during the time of the prophet Elisha, there were things like this. But as at this time, no one ever heard of anything like this before. Jesus said, the proof is the work I do in my father's name. But you don't believe me. You don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listens to my voice. So what, the question I will ask you this morning, 
are you part of Jesus's sheep? Are you one of his sheep? Because Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. The sheep of Jesus listen to his voice. The sheep of Jesus, they know his voice. He says, I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. You see that? He says, no one can snatch them away from me. Because when you meet some Christian, they act like so. When Jesus says here that no one can snatch them away from me, is this something that you do that will cause you not to be snatched from the hands of Jesus? No. As long as you you remain in his hands, Jesus is talking about an external force that they will never be able to take you from, the, from his grip, from his hands. He will hold you. He will uphold you. No one can snatch them away from me. For my father has given them to me and he is more powerful. The father is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the father's hand. The father and I are one. He has said this in different way about he and his father being one. Okay? So, if they cannot snatch them out of my hands, automatically it means that they cannot snatch them out of the father's hands. Why? Because himself and the father, the father and I are one. Once again, sincere apologies. Once again, the people picked up stones. They picked up stones to kill him because he said he was one with his father. The reason why they killed him. If anybody told you that they don't know the reason why they killed Jesus, they are lying. They are pretending. Hmm? Once again, the people picked up stones to kill him. Jesus said, At my father's direction, I have done many good works. For which one are you going to stone me? They replied, We are stoning you, not for any good works, but for blasphemy. You, a mere man, claim to be God. They knew or they understood what he meant when he said that he and his father that they were one. They understood that he was claiming to not just be the son of God, they, were, they knew that he was claiming to be God. They said, you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus replied, it is written in your own scriptures. It is written in your own scripture that God said to, to certain leaders of the people, I say, you are gods. Psalm 82 verse 6. And you know that the scripture cannot be altered. So if those people were, who received God's message were called gods, why do you call it blasphemy when I say I am the Son of God? After all, the Father set me apart and sent me into this world. Don't believe me unless I carry out my Father's work. But if I do His work, believe in the evidence of the miraculous work I have done. In, even if you don't believe me, then even though, even though if you, even though if you don't believe me then you will know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Jesus is saying, just take a good look at what I am doing. Listen to my message 
and you will be able to tell if I just just discountenance this jealousy for a, for a, for a few minutes. You will be able to tell that I am from the Father. Thirty nine says once again they tried to arrest him, but he got away and left them. He went beyond the Jordan River near the place where John was first baptizing, and stayed there a while. And many followed him. John didn't perform miraculous signs, they remarked to one another, but everything he said about this man has come true, and many who were there believed in Jesus. Many who were there believed in Jesus. They believed in John the Baptist, naturally, right? Uh-huh. So they said everything that John the Baptist said about this man has been true. John the Baptist said that he was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. John the Baptist said that he saw the Spirit descend upon Jesus as a dove. And they, the Jews, believed in John the Baptist. It was the Pharisees that rejected John the Baptist. Hallelujah. All right, so let's read John chapter 11, the raising of Lazarus. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sister Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Okay, so John is giving us this background information, right? Aha. Because when the Bible tells us that this person came in and poured expensive perfume on the Lord's hair, I think that is in Luke chapter 7 in Simon's house. The Bible does not tell us who that person was. Okay, so we don't really know who the person is. But John gives us this background information that the person who did this was Mary. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. Someone will say, "Ah, Jesus is lying then. Because Lazarus died. Okay? Lazarus died. But the words, the very words of Jesus are clear. Lazarus' sickness will not end. The question is, did his situation, did it end in death? No, it ended in life because he came back to life. Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. I'm telling you, no one has ever, no one living or written anywhere in any of their books that the Jewish scriptures and the Jewish scriptures were already available during the time of Jesus. Nothing has ever been written like this before. That someone raises the dead? Ha! Verse 5 says, So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, Let's go back to Judea. Now, going back to Judea meant some things, okay? Because that was where they were. They had been planning to kill him anyway. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, Only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, There are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. 
but at night there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. Hmm. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. He will soon wake up, right? When somebody sleeps, they will wake up now. He will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping. But Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sakes, I am glad I wasn't there. For now, you will really believe. Come, let's go. Let's go see him. Okay? Lazarus is dead. What are we still going there to do? Okay? But I don't think Lazarus is the first person Jesus raises from the dead. But Lazarus is the first person that had died and had been dead for three days. Yes. The widow of Nain, I will expect the boy died almost immediately and they were going to bury him. The little girl, little girl that Jesus said, Talita Kum, too, um, there was even still argument whether she was dead or not. Okay, so she barely, she just died. But here, Lazarus has been dead for days. 16 Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go to and die with Jesus. <laughs> when Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus, Lazarus had already been, been in the grave Sorry, for four days. He had been in the grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles old. It was only a few miles down the road from, from Jerusalem. So you, re, you see that Jesus took his time intentionally because he told them that he had been dead for two days and then took another two days to get here. He said that Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to him, uh, but Mary stayed in the house. She went to him, but Mary stayed in the house. Jesus always commended Mary uh, for a perception of knowing what to do. Martha went out to Jesus to all of the commotion. Mary stayed in the house, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, now I want you to listen to the, to the discussion with Martha, and I want you to listen to the discussion with Mary. Uh, I think it's going to be the cross of what we will discuss this morning in our write-up. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I'm telling you, that is that's belief in Jesus, right? She has faith in Jesus. She said, if you were here, my brother could not have died. But even now, even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. What do you think? Was she expecting, believing that her brother could come back to life? Because she said, even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure if the, if the words of Jesus was what confused her. But Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. So, I'm a bit confused. Is Martha afraid about the way Lazarus had died? Maybe she was afraid. Maybe Lazarus has not had, is not, is not 
in paradise possibly currently or as Jesus is not will not be able to on the last day when when everybody is coming back to life you know Lazarus would not be there because he will be missing he didn't have a relationship with Jesus or Jesus was not around when he died was I'm not sure what the problem was because she said she was sure that even now God would give Jesus whatever he asked so what was she expecting Jesus to ask the father please so on the last day when we are rising up from the dead let Lazarus be among us was that what she was expecting because Jesus told her your brother will rise again Yes, Martha said he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Notice these words of Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, there are manuscripts that does not include life. That's fine. I am the resurrection. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Anyone who believes in Christ, in Jesus, will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, will never die. Do you believe this matter? Hmm. Yes, Lord. I'm sure she's, she's thinking of that for herself. Yes, I believe. I believe you. I believe you. Yes, Lord. She told him, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. So, notice again that Martha is saying the right things. The problem is her actions do not match what she is saying. She said, I believe, I have always, in fact, I do not just believe, I have always believed. Maybe other people are just believing now, I have always believed that you are the Messiah. I have always believed that you are the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary, okay? Expressing expressing a profound faith, she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the monas and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. Exactly the same words which matter. When Jesus saw her weeping and said and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. This is one of the few times the Bible tells us that Jesus wept. Who brought him to tears? What did Mary say, really? He had encountered Martha before and and nothing like this happened. Was it because they were now standing before the grave, the grave of Lazarus? Was something mad about Mary made Jesus break down? Jesus said, where have you put him? Verse 34, he he asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The shortest, the shortest verse in our Bible. Then Jesus wept. 
the people who were standing nearby said, See how much, see how much he loved, he loved him. But some said, This man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? That was all they were interested in. Couldn't he have kept this man from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb. A cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, imagine, come and listen now. Now listen, listen. You listen to their words. Now come and match their actions. Martha and Mary said almost the same thing. In fact, Mary said more in expressing her faith to, about Jesus. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. What's your problem, Martha? Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see, the, you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for, for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all these people standing here so that they will believe you sent me. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. I'm telling you, you have never, none of us have, I'm sure most of us, I'm not sure any of us will ever witness anything like this before. Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his feet wrapped in head cloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him, unwrap him and let him go. I'm telling you, I'm certain that a lot of people will take off. They will take off immediately. They will run away. Okay? Um, and I'm sure there will be Jews there who will like, ah, I don't want to be defied though. To touch a dead man but now this guy is alive but jesus said lazarus come out come forth and lazarus came out jesus here demonstrated his authority over death hallelujah the most powerful weapon of satan jesus demonstrated his authority over over that why because jesus is the resurrection Let's try and finish this one. Many, many of the people who were with Mary believed in Jesus when they saw this happen. But some went, some went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the, the leading priests and, and Pharisees called the high council together. What are we going to do? They asked each other. This man certainly performs many miraculous signs. If we allow him to go on like this, soon everyone will believe in him. Then the Roman army will come and destroy both our temple and our nation. You see, the problem was jealousy. They were just jealous of him. Caiaphas, who was high priest at that time, said, You don't know what you are talking about. You don't realize that it's better for you that a one man should die for the people than for the whole nation to be destroyed. He did, he did not say this on his own. As high priest at that time, he was led to prophesy that Jesus would die for the entire nation. And not only for that nation, but to bring together and unite all the children of God scattered around the world. 53. So from that time on, the Jewish leaders began to plot. They began to plot Jesus' death. As a result, Jesus stopped his public ministry among the people and left Jerusalem. He went to a place near the wilderness to the village of Ephraim and stayed there with his disciples. 
it was now almost time for the Jewish Passover celebration and many people from all over the country arrived in Jerusalem several days early so they could go through the purification ceremony before Passover began. They kept looking for Jesus, but as they stood around in the temple, they said to each other, what do you think? He won't come for, for Passover, will he? Meanwhile, the leading priests and Pharisees had publicly ordered that anyone seeing Jesus must report it immediately so they could arrest him. Alright, so you see that they were simply jealous of Jesus. So anyone tells you otherwise, he does not know what they are saying. They were going to kill him because he claimed to be the son of God. Uh, not only claimed to be the son of God, the things that he was doing confirmed that he was the son of God. I leave you with this this morning. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He has authority. He has rule over death itself. Lord, we say thank you for giving us Jesus. And so in his name, Lord, today we take authority over every work of Satan. Lord, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.